the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Here she is, Andrea Kay. Yeah, yeah. That is just the perfect song to start out tonight's Andrea Kay show. One of my favorites out of the 90s, one of my favorite 90s throwback jams. That girl is poison. And yes, indeedy, I am. And you know what also was poison? Jesse Smollett on the witness stand. It's just so juicy today. Justice for Juicy. That's what everybody was calling him. Another song out of the 90s I love so much is Juicy, Juicy Fruit. Um, can y'all tell how happy I am? If you have not heard, he has been found guilty of five of the six felony counts. But what was, and, and a lot of people are saying what well, was his appearance on the stand that was just so ridiculous and, and, and cost him, uh, if he ever had a chance of being found innocent. And um, Jonathan Turley had an interesting article out today about what the real strategy was, and he's the only one talking about it. So I, I feel like it's important to know because this is really what the strategy was about, was part of furthering the weaponization of the courts to push out a narrative. So we're going to talk about that and just so many other topics to get into from Joe Biden today at the Bob Dole ceremony at the Capitol Rotunda if he was trying to steal the show, if he was trying to, to take the attention away from Bob Dole, he did it. Hashtag winning. <laughs> Skins and I can't wait to play this clip for you guys. And then also there's another clip that even before that had everybody laughing and just shaking their head. And it was Hillary. And yep, uh, the her uh, classless, miserable master class is, has been revealed today and it just got everybody just scratching their head and laughing. We've got those topics and more because we've also got... A Trump loss in the courts involving January 6th, but Judicial Watch got a win in the courts involving Biden himself. So lots to get into tonight. We'd love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. We're streaming live right now on the Answer San Diego Facebook page. Keep those comments rolling there. Love you guys. Feel free to share that there. Love all of you guys, you caniacs that are on there every night. Appreciate you so much. Follow me on all the socials at Andrea K or Andrea K Show. And now I got to bring in my buddy here who giggles with me every night of the week, including Friday Eve. It's DJ Potato Skins. There's tremendous spirit in our DJ, DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins. Tremendous spirit. Yeah, tremendous spirit indeed, because, you know, when you have the gift of Joe Biden that just keeps on giving, it really makes the Christmas season extra bright, Andrea. It does. But I'm not going to be I'm not going to be fooled before I get in Jesse Smollett. I do want to say that he's only got a six percent approval rating right now. That should not let any Republican off the hook going into 2022 regarding election fraud. We've got to keep nothing matters if elections don't matter. These poll numbers don't matter. Dementia Joe doesn't matter. Nothing matters at all if elections don't matter. Got to get it under control. Got to keep it under control. In the meantime, we've got a weaponized DOJ and court system going on. We had, but we had a victory today in spite of that. Jesse Smollett, and as the, it was, was found guilty on five of the six felony counts, each count carries up to three years I don't think anybody's really expecting him to go to jail at this point. Um, I think probably what we're looking at is probation. We're looking we're looking at the death of his career, maybe. 
because Black Lives Matter issued a statement today before the jury came back and they were out for two days and people are like, really? Two days? Are y'all just sitting back enjoying your, you know, uh, your chicken wings paid for by the taxpayers? Or, or, or was it one of those situations to where, you know, somebody high profile, so they got to at least act like, you know, they're putting some thought into this and want to rush back too quickly. Um, but Black Lives Matter said before the jury came back today that this was a trial. Uh, this trial was a white supremacy charade. The uh, rush for him to be to, for, for his allegations back to be declared factual. Even though it's his accusations, his story stuck worse than the tuna salad sandwich that he never dropped when the noose was put around his neck, supposedly, as he was being beaten and having some chemical tossed on him. Never dropped the tuna salad sandwich. Um, We had Joe Biden. We had Kamala Harris. We had everybody in the media saying that this was a modern day lynching that had gone on. When you're Kyle Rittenhouse, when you were roaming around the Capitol on January 6th, you were guilty of the worst. If you're a parent that goes and speaks up. At a school board meeting because you found pornography showing children uh, showing children having sex with adults. You need to be rounded up by a counterterrorism unit and, and hauled into jail. But if you are somebody of a certain class of citizens right now, the new, the new form of reparations is that you get to commit whatever crime you want to commit and not be held accountable for it. And as people were scratching their heads, I was even joking last night. About, I didn't even understand what this whole, his defense was that he had had some drug-fueled sexcapade with one of the dudes. Um, I didn't even understand the defense. And, you know, um, they were trying to allege that these guys made this up against Jesse, this story that, that Jesse Smollett had hired them because they were homophobic. But yet it's like, how can you accuse this guy of being homophobic when you're saying you had some drug-fueled sexcapade with him well this guy was pretending to be gay i mean it was all this nonsense he was very prickly on the stand he wasn't you know very um he was very contentious um he was saying stuff like i'm a black man in america and i can't pot you know i can can't possibly trust the police he was making statements that were antagonistic to the prosecutors um, he, I talked about last night that how even reading his own social media posts using the N word, he was like, oh, you got to spell that. I can't stand to hear it. And so many people were questioning this as going, what a, just a delusional dirtbag, right? Actually, that was strategy. As Jonathan Turley uh, chronicled in an article that came out uh, this morning on the Hill prior to the jury coming back, what Jonathan Turley, who I don't know if you remember him, he's he's a a leftist Democrat, but in the impeachment of Donald Trump, he actually was a witness for Donald Trump from the legal standpoint. And he got a lot of kudos for that because he's when it comes to legal matters, he's actually a straight up dude. And he said that um, many people have marveled at the audacity of Smollett, who was literally asking jurors to discard. I'm reading from the article, not just every piece of material evidence videotape and eyewitness testimony, but to defy any semblance of logic in accepting his account of a racist attack by Trump's supporters. And he went on to say that that's because he's he, he was, in this case, past tense, he was not really trying to convince anyone that he didn't stage the attack. What he was trying to do is get the jury to vote for him despite his guilt. It's called jury nullification. And he, Jonathan Turley went on to say this may be the most raw example of the practice in decades, uh, this was actually a strategy that he Smollett used in the media because Smollett knew that facts are whatever people want them to be. Um, 
like Kamala Harris and others saying that this was a modern day lynching, all the media that joined in. I mean, you know, this, everybody knew that this was which had to have been a bunch of horse pucky, the story. But in this country today with Black Lives Matter and this white privilege and you can't nobody, no black person can get a fair shake in this country. Everybody, uh, most of this country wanted to blip. Well, at least half this country wanted to believe it was true. This story was just perfect for them. Right. Um. The article goes on to explain that Smollett knew his audience. He knew that uh, Kamala Harris um, and uh, calling it an attempted modern day lynching. Nancy Pelosi said it was a homophobic attack and an affront to our humanity. Uh, Biden went on to say similar things. All of these tweets, by the way, from Harris, Nancy Pelosi, Biden are all still on their Twitter feed. And and why would that be happening? Why why would they continue? Why would Jesse Smollett in this courtroom um, you know, take this strategy? Well, because a Georgetown law professor and MSNBC legal analyst, Paul Butler, ha- has been a longstanding advocate of black jurors engaging in jury nullification, in some cases involving black defendants. He wrote in 2016, confronting the racial crisis in criminal justice, jury nullification gives jurors a special power to send the message that black lives matter. And he goes on to explain that this is not an act of willful blindness. Rather, it is an act of willful disregard of the evidence. And it occurs when jurors acquit regardless of the evidence of guilt, which is kind of, in a sense, what happened in in a different version of what happened with OJ. He said in Smollett's case, he I already gave the examples there. Um, He said that this was a classic plea for nullification. And he went on to say Um, that if successful, he would reduce the court to the same narrative-driven reality of our politics and entertainment arenas. Um, I think we're going to see more of this. We're going to see more of these attempts to, um, from, from not just defendants going on the stand, uh, you know, uh, his defense attorneys were all trying to do the same thing. Um, we, we see that the outcome to the left actually doesn't even matter. The, the left today, the, the, his defensive attorneys have said they're going to appeal, but it doesn't even so much matter at this point for the left pushing out these false agendas. They would have loved to have seen jury nullification work here in the sense and have them acquit him in spite of just completely knowing he's guilty, but just find him, acquit him in order to continue to further um, the, the false narrative. Basically, the jury in that point, had they acquitted him, Knowing he was guilty, but just because of his narrative that I'm a black man in America and I can't trust the police and America is systemically racist, had they done that, it would have been the jury, in my opinion, perpetrating a hate crime against America. And I'm tired today of hearing all these conservatives saying, well, well, had he gotten away with it or with the real crime here was that nobody's going to take other hate crimes seriously. No, the real crime here was a hate crime that took place. He should be charged with a hate crime because the outcome today doesn't matter for half this country. Half this country believes that America is systemically racist. They moved the ball down the field every time somebody like this comes forward with a hate crime hoax and it's immediately believed and we've got the highest levels of our government pushing this out. It's embedded in the minds of some Americans out there that it's true. That it's true. Half this country still believes Brett Kavanaugh gang raped women. It didn't. And like ma- you said, I mean, these things, once they're ingrained, it's really hard to change public opinion. Right. And our courts now are being used to further the political agenda. And it was furthered. 
It was furthered here. It took way too long for Chicago to to prosecute him. The um, the uh, he was allowed to run off and say crap, ridiculous stuff. You know, when he when he decided oh he should have been interrupted when he tried to pull this jury nullification routine on the stand with, oh, you can't read that out. Why was he even allowed to say that? He wasn't in, he wasn't in the in, in the in, in the moment of being asked a question by the prosecutor. The prosecutor should have said, what do you the second he started open his mouth? I didn't ask you a question. You sit there in silence. So, you know, I'm glad tonight that he was found guilty. He really needs, if there's going to be any justice, then we will have the Republican Party come back and say, we need to have, we should have never had hate crimes uh, on the books in the first place because it elevates some victims over others. We had uh, how many millions of dollars spent by the Chicago police dedicated to find the, uh, the, uh, the perpetrators supposedly of this hate crime? Why? They do they ever how how many how many millions of dollars of resources do they dedicate every weekend to try to 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 try to bring to justice the black people murdering other black people in Chicago? Why is it that Ju- that Jesse Smollett who who didn't have a scratch on him has millions of dollars to spend? That's that he's a greater victim than some woman today who's going to be murdered by her husband. But if we're going to have hate crimes legislation on the books, then anybody. That is found to have to have uh, done a hate crimes hoax, whether it's Jussie Smollett or some girl on a train in New York City who claimed that that a bunch of people pulled her hijab off. That was there was all these hate crime hoaxes going on at the time that Trump won, because that was that was a way that they were going to set the stage and, and the narrative that Trump was a bigot and, and misogynistic and xenophobic and all of that. And ev- the first time that somebody pulled that crap, they should have been uh, charged with a federal hate crime because that's what it is. Jesse Smollett committed a hate crime against 75 million MAGA voters. And we got Americans out there that are, that, that are, that are, you know, even whether he's found guilty or innocent, they believe that. Because when ABC, Kamala Harris, and all these other people said that they believed that a dude in a MAGA hat attacked this black gay man and said this is MAGA country, they were all defaming. They were all participating in a hate crime. And those narratives have been ingrained in the minds of the American people. And you people. can't get them out. You can't get them out. Just like we've got people that still believe in Fauci. we got to take a break. We're going to talk about him a little bit later on the show. But coming up, just in case you need a laugh today. <laughs> we got, got a couple, a couple of, of them for we, you. Yeah, we got a couple of laughs. And yeah, I'm going to laugh at Hillary as well as what happened with Joe Biden today. We're going we're gonna to shed some light on it. Stay tuned. Get more from the Andrea K Show at OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. A-K, dynamite and address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I can't give you guys really any updates on the Ghislaine Maxwell trial because they've done the, the government... Uh, did everything that they could to hide the real meat of anything related to Epstein's activities. This is this is a cover up that uh, is pro- probably I don't think it's hyperbolic to say it's one of the greatest cover ups uh, in U.S. history. Uh, the prosecutorial teams is you know you know look like they're 22 years old. One of which is James Comey's Jim Comey's daughter. 
um, and some young dude. And, you know, um, pilot logs were redacted. I mean, it's just a bunch of nonsense, you know, cringy pictures of Ghislaine Maxwell. Um, yeah, I mean, they did have a couple witnesses, but really the real meat of, of what the Epstein story was about is being hidden um, from and being covered up. And that includes child sex trafficking. That includes rape of children by high-level officials in this country. Uh, you know, I, I'm glad we got a couple of clips we can play to have some fun tonight because otherwise I would just be really weeping for my country right now. So, you know, we get glimmers of hope, Andrea, but there's still so much bad going on in this country. Well, it just goes to show, too, the power in the courts. That's why I do a lot of segments about the courts and how the courts have been weaponized. And one of the ways they've been weaponized is by now a cover-up, right, by these prosecutors going on. That's That's where so much of uh, it's not about the three bran- three bar- branches of government anymore it's about and i was talking about the power being shifted to the doj and to our court system years ago uh, like 10 years ago and 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 you see it coming to fruition now well, it's almost like uh, the the three branches work in tandem and like we have one branch of government andrea well, we, we, yeah, we, we basically have the judicial branch at this point, the DOJ. We've got all these unelected people, um, like, um, even down at the local level. It's not even just about the attorney general anymore, or even the U.S. attorneys. It's about a, a, Fauci, the fourth branch. I mean, come on. Well, well, that's, that's, well, let's keep on the Department of Justice. That's, that's another, you know, the, our, our, you know, public health department or whatever, the CDC and the NIH. But, you know, with George Soros going around and getting a far left activist in the the district attorney offices, um, you know, you can see that's part of what's going on where you've got a Kyle Rittenhouse to where they literally uh, that D.A. has yet to be prosecuted or lose his job from withholding evidence from the defense team, from lying to the jury, from um, trampling Kyle Rittenhouse's uh, constitutional rights. Um, we, you know, we see, um, the, in the DA's offices in Chicago, how long did it, Kim Fox was not going to charge Jesse Smollett initially. We know that recently in Chicago, there was a shootout and, uh, the, these Black Lives Matter, these thugs or domestic terrorists, whoever they were, gangbangers in Chicago were, as a part of that shootout were apprehended. One person died and they were, they were released. So, um, you know, what do you think this crime wave is about where we've got no bail going on, where we've got where we've got somebody like uh, Daryl Brooks, who was released after after using a car to drive his girlfriend over. He gets released on no bail and goes and mows down and kills six people. Uh, you know, so the no bail programs that we've got, which was was in part funded by Kamala Harris, it, you know, it's all part of the judicial system that's being used at, to weaponize against americans but um let's shift over to a couple of sound bites oh i'm ready for a smile yeah because and and typically i wouldn't have anything to smile about when we see an american military hero like bob dole laying in state with uh both political parties paying you know respects to him today but one of the first things that was noted today was camilla cackle comes in with her hubby Who's white, by the way? And I only mention that because of, you know, all these anti, you know, white people all married to white people. Um, but anyway, handsome dude. She's she's pretty. So, you know, what's the big story there? Well, they come in and they take their place and then in comes uh, Joe and um, Jill and they come in and Joe doesn't even look her way. She's looking down at the floor. They go take they, they go stand in front of their seats and then Biden whispers to Jill to switch seats with with really? him. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was beyond cringe. OK, that he won't even stand next to Kamala Harris. OK, so that was the first thing that had people like, 
huh, what's going on here? So then... <laughs> oh, I love this elder statesman. Yeah. So then it gets it goes from cringe to even cringier, okay? Uh, I want to play this clip for you guys here. And I quote Bob Dole. I cannot pretend that I have not been a loyal champion of my party, but have always served my country best when I did it so first and foremost as an American, or it prioritized principles over party, humanity over personal legacy. When we do that, we accomplish far more as a nation. By leading with shared faith in each other, we become America at its best. He went on to say, a beacon of hope, a source of comfort in crisis, a shield against those who threaten freedom. Our nation has certainly faced periods of division, but at the end of the day, We've always found ways to come together. We can find that unity again. Then the message said, end <laughs> of the message. And now the people have heard the entire thing. We're going to cue that up so we can play it over and over again. Wait, no, we got to just isolate. And the message said, and the message. I mean, he, he can't even do a minute. He was doing so good. I mean, he had gotten his B12 shot. They had propped him up. He had been probably on an oxygen tank and he couldn't get through one minute. And the thing, and what made it even funnier to me was the fact that he tried, he, he actually tr- really tried to give some emphasis to that point of the speech, right? And the message said, end of message. <laughs> and the message said, end of message. End. Of message. He really gave it something there. At the end. Hey, at least he didn't whisper it. <laughs> oh, he, it was so dramatic. They probably also uh, also put him through a little, uh, uh, a little, uh, the method, a little of the method acting. Uh, you know, seriously, that's the president of the United States, oh, well, supposedly. So, president of the United States. And he did something like that. Well, I mean, it just goes to show he has no cognitive ability. He's just reading whatever words are there and he's, and he's pushing so hard. Uh, to try to 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 try to overcome Those the disability. Vitamin that, D supplements are really working, right? So he's he's like overcompensating. He's being overly dramatic to try to compensate for what's going on there. But on a serious tip, I mean, he supposedly has this two hour phone call with with Putin. I still don't buy it. No, of course not. We don't have the transcript of it. Show me the video of it. Putin put out the entire video to his country and the entire transcript. We haven't seen five minutes of it because I'm not even sure he made it through five minutes. I'm, I, you know, in fact, when Putin put it out, I haven't seen it. I'm not convinced he made it through five minutes. Today, reportedly, um, he has he has instructed Ukraine. Biden has um, to appease Russia. Now, there's still people today saying, "Look, we don't need to be putting boots on the ground." There's some Republican today that uh, I can't remember what state he was from who said e- even uh, first effort nukes are on the table. I don't believe he means that. I don't believe that there's anybody in Congress right now. I could be wrong. 
that's about to pull the trigger. I think I think what the I think what that old school Republicans trying to do. I wish I had his name. I think he's trying to just go, you know, talk tough, you know, walk, you know, walk softly, carry a big stick kind of thing. Well, we're not going to take anything off the table. But I don't think there's anybody in this country right now that has a taste, including the Democrats, for fighting another war. Okay, the only people that they want to use the military to attack is U.S. citizens who don't want to get the jab. Let's just be straight. The message said end of message. All right. Well, we got to shift. Yeah. End of message. All right. Speaking of that, we got to We got to move on because this morning (laughs) another clip that had me giggling. And, yeah, I laughed at it was Hillary Clinton. Okay. first of all, what was funny is she has she's going to do teach something called the master class. You know, and I used to like this theory and they have certain really good ones. I can't believe she's up there. Well, I mean, master class of what? What has she ever done besides lying? The, well, I, I guess you maybe can consider it a master class of women who ride their husband's coattails and pretend that they're feminist, right? I, I mean, if you're going to ride the coattails of a husband that sexually assaulted women, leaving one with a bloody lip, that sexually harassed an intern in the White House, I mean, if you want to be honest and and how you can set up a then do a master class on how you can how you can be the woman behind the man who actually sets up a war room to deal with the bimbo eruptions of women that he's assaulted. Be honest if you want to do a master class, right? Otherwise, uh, well, let's play the clip and then I'll tell you what I think must be her plan for a master class. Dream of going up to her and sitting down next to her, taking her in my arms and saying, look at me, listen to me. You will survive. You will have a good family of your own and three children And as hard as it might be to imagine, your daughter will grow up and become the president of the United States. What 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 was she yammering about? What was she? I'm so caught up. I'm. I'm I know. I know. Okay. Deep breath. Center. Center. Center balance. Center. Center balance. What was she? What was she doing here? What was this about? I mean, I, I was shocked when I when I saw the clip today. That was supposed to be. Her acceptance speech for president of the United States in 2016. And she's crying. So first of all, this master class is supposed to be about what? Typically, a master class is from somebody to, to, to teach you their methods and their tricks on, on, and, exactly. and on how they've become successful. My idea of, of somebody with a successful mindset is not somebody five years later sniveling and crying over, over a loss. Okay, do you think, is, is that how, uh, what's his name, the, the former Patriot quarterback, the guy with the big forehead? Oh, I'm not a football guy. Yeah, Tom, whatever his name is. Do you Tom think, Brady. Tom Brady. Do you think Tom Brady won all those Super Bowls because he couldn't get past the loss, sitting around crying? Five and a half years later, she's still not over it. Still, yeah. And you think about this speech that she was that she was telling. This is some story about some fantasy she has of of thinking back to her mother in a pew somewhere and and what she would say to her mother. I mean, talk about the most narcissistic, self-centered speech. Nobody wanted to, it, it, it just goes to show her mindset that it was 100% about her. It was 100% about what the accomplishment of wanting to be the first female president. There's that that's supposed to make bring a tear to my eye when your whole goal a win for you was 100% about a win for you, not this country. 
What what and and it just goes to show why Trump won in 2016 because Trump came down those escalators, sacrificing billions of dollars in his empire, putting his family in in, in himself in the sights of the DOJ and the U.S. Attorney because he saw that this country was crumbling and he got in it for the United States of America. So all she did was show that her little misery masterclass is all about herself and her her overweening ego and and that she is nothing but a miserable failure. Right? No, I knew, and Trump, I think, knew, probably not to the extent, Andrea, but he knew he was going to face persecution, and he didn't need a minute of it. But what did he do it for? He did it for the better of the country. Absolutely. And he did it without the protections of the Department of Justice and the FBI. He did it with the fact that, that it was known at that point, the crimes that she had committed and violating the Espionage Acts, the crime that she had committed with deleting 35,000 emails that were, that were government property that were under subpoena. He knew that the Clinton Foundation had been the largest charity fraud ever perpetrated in, on the world. And he knew that he wasn't going to get away with that. But we all haven't forgotten that. Instead of you sitting there crying lady and trying to, uh, trying to, to get people to tune into your misery class, your classless misery master class, you should be sitting back grateful that at this point, the United States of America is so corrupt that you got away with killing Americans in Benghazi. You, you got, should be behind bars. She should be behind bars. You got away with what you did to the Haitians down there with the Clinton Foundation. You got away with the crimes committed by the Clinton Foundation. You should be, you should be sitting back grateful. How about doing a master class of corruption? Because that really is your greatest skill. And getting away with it. Although that was actually done by riding your husband's coattails. We're going to take a break. We come back. Oh, well, let's finish up our little fun segment with, okay, so Chris Christie, I don't think you've heard this today. Chris Christie says he's convinced that Donald Trump gave him the COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Donald Trump just can't catch a break. Well, you know what? I sure hope he did. I sure hope. There's no way to prove it. But if Donald Trump went and like coughed on, on Chris Christie to intentionally give him the COVID, I hope that's the case. That, and, and if that's all I get for Christmas this year, I'm Andrea's happy. happy. I'm happy. I don't even need a stocking stuffer. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we got more to talk about. Stay tuned. Get more from the Andrea K Show at ourfreenation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, and welcome back, Dave Elhoff. We didn't uh, we didn't get to finish our little discussion last night on his movie, as well as the economy. Dave Elhoff is uh, my financial thought doctor, and, and uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, Dave Elhoff is my financial thought, thought, the financial thought doctor, and he's my contributor for the news you can use here because I can't be just giving my opinions all the time. I got to give you guys some actual content that will actually help you in your lives. And particularly right now, as uh, Donald Trump has said, um, what Mitch McConnell did with raising the debt ceiling. Here here was a statement by Donald J. Trump. He said that uh, Mitch McConnell just folded on the debt ceiling, a total victory for the Democrats. They didn't use it to kill the $5 trillion, real number, build back better bill that will essentially change the fabric of our country forever. The old crow, as he refers to McConnell, his two-month two month extension and the breakup of the bill into two parts gave the Democrats everything they needed. They would have folded completely. 
um, and it would have been far less destructive. Absolutely. Mitch McConnell today, Elhoff said, well, you know, we've got to go into 2022 um, fighting against the Dems. But this is what they always do, Elhoff. They cave to the Dems, give them everything that they want. They do nothing to advance conservatism. They do nothing to fight on our behalf. And then campaign year, you know, election year rolls around and it's look how evil the Democrats are. Uh, Contribute to our campaign and we'll do something when we get back into power. And they never do. Right. Exactly. The big problem is, you know, back in the 90s, we had the contract with America, the Republicans did, and they never completed that. So now we're going forward here and we're in a weak position because of the control that the Democrats have. And I tell you what, people, if you don't feel it in your pocketbook now, it's only going to get worse if you allow the Democrats to put through this build America better. But the problem is, Elhoff, is the Republicans could have stopped it. They could have said, you know, we're not going to raise this debt limit unless you take out this from the spending, unless you stop these mandates. We got nothing for it. The Republicans never negotiate and and get it's just a complete capitulation. If they if they, they had left it up to the Democrats and made them have this hung around their neck, it could have been very different. And so we've got to hold the Republicans accountable for that so in the meet so in the meantime we don't have the republicans this is going to these these bills are going to pass it's going to be i don't know how many trillions of dollars it's going to continue to make inflation go higher and we're going to continue to have economic destruction and i want the american people to know what they need to do with their money and that's what your movie baby boomer dilemma does it helps people figure out for their retirement what to do with their money tell everybody about it exactly i'll tell you what Olivia Mitchell, who's been considered the foremost authority on Social Security, says that you can count on at least a 30% decline in the Social Security benefits across the board for everybody. Now, folks, a 30% decline, that's not because of taxes. That's because... If Congress doesn't act to say this, and they haven't tried to do anything with it since the Bush administration, there are simple things that they can do to save it. And you you know what, uh, AK, they need to call the senators, the congressmen, and they need to overwhelm the boards of the telephones for the congressmen and the senators and tell them, we don't want this. We can't afford it. Because if you take a 30% pay cut across the board on Social Security, many of these people depending upon it, we used to have the three-legged stool, the company pension. We used to have personal assets and Social Security. Well, the company pensions have gone away And we discuss this in the movie. The movie is called The Baby Boomer Dilemma. And I'll tell you what, if you ask for me to send you a gift card that's worth $29.95, towards the movie, you can see it for free, and you can see all the interviews with all the characters in there, and they explain 
the problem. And it's about income. Income you can't outlive. Many people are believing that the Social Security is going to be income they can depend upon going forward. Well, imagine if you get a 30% cut. Well, well, Social Security was never going to give you more than 70 cents on the dollar anyway. So you were always only going to get 70% of every dollar you put in to start with. Now you're going to get a 30% cut? Yes. Right. Exactly. And we should have privatized... Our, our retirements a long time ago. This is just another example of the government being inefficient and, and um, uh, not cost effective. And it's just a, taking our money and flushing it down the toilet. And, and a few years ago, the average age of a social, social security recipient was something like 22, because we where a lot of the money is going is to go into disability claims. It's going to illegals. It's not even going to seniors. Right. Right, because here's what's happening is that they're spending money, and if you take a look at the amount of money that they're currently spending, you put in this bill that they're trying to push through, and the problem is this, is that we have an increase of 30% of the debt going up, and we only have 8% increase of the people who are working, mm-hmm. people coming in and paying that that Social Security promise that the government has made. So if we only have an 8% increase of the people that are coming up and we have 30% increase in costs, Look, the math doesn't work. No, it doesn't. And we're flooding this country with people that are that are that are going to break the backs of taxpayers living off of us that aren't going to contribute. So as costs rise for individuals, they're going to have less children, right? I mean, we don't we're not we're not our birth rate is is also not um what it needs to be. Um, people, it, because as cost of living increases, people aren't having as many kids as they used to have, and that's a factor as well. So we're it, it's setting us up if if we're not already there, where we've got more takers than we have makers, and there's only so many people out there. So it's not you know um, to pay into the system, and um, you know on, on top of the fact that we're 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 encroach we're also closely getting to a communist system you know we've got too many we are we already have unfunded mandates and entitlement programs and we've got democrats that want to shift from social security and rob that um, we never had in a lockbox to pay for all their other programs for refugees and illegals coming into this country so tell everybody how they can they can connect with you to see this movie because everybody needs to see it yeah, absolutely they do there's going to be a possibility in the future where I'm going to have it at a movie theater, but you don't need to have it at a movie theater. You can just text me your email at 619-548-0965, and I will give you a gift card that allows you to see this movie. The other thing you need to understand, folks, and AK, you know, in front of the Supreme Court today is Roe v. Wade. Yeah. Roe v. Wade has allowed to have 62 million abortions. Imagine if that weren't in effect, all those people in the situation paying taxes. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and, and that may sound like, wow, Elhoff, is, he doesn't care about these children that have been born. He cares about their financial contributions. But you have to think about all of the effects that that has had on our society. Um, the the, um, the, um, the uh, devaluation of life, um, the devaluation of the family unit, um, telling people that you, you know, you don't have to be married. Do you have kids? I mean, um, to, to, to foster financial, um, irresponsibility. It's all tied together. And you're absolutely right. I mean, it's really affected society in so many ways. And, um, they're in, and, and on, t- and it also feeds into this idea of depopulation. We've got too many people. Well, you know, um, we, we got to have somebody helping. They were the ones that set up this government support system for seniors. And now we don't even have any way to support it. Right. So final exactly. thing, I got to let you go and pass the point of a break. Tell everybody your phone number. Um, again, one nine five, four, eight, zero, nine, six, five. Send me your email. I will send you a gift card with the ability to see the baby boomer dilemma. Plus there's another two hours of interviews that you can see with these people. They're PhDs, award-winning PhDs. And they are the experts, and they have come to realize what they do in order to save this, in order to solve this dilemma. All right, Al Hoff, thank you for being here, my dear. Appreciate you. Two nights in a row. All right, love you too. All right, stay tuned. We're going to wrap up tonight with uh, a little Fauciism. The Andrea K. Show, strictly adhering to and preserving our First Amendment. Follow Andrea on OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K. bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeedy. Okay, so we had a, quote, vaccinated and boosted San Diego County resident who got the Omicron variant. Um, interesting how they got that test out so quickly around the world. I, you know, this is just, uh, you know, especially since these PCR tests um, that we've had from the beginning uh, for SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19. Actually, if you read the CDC website, it would tell you that um, it's really testing for a group of viruses, including but not specifically for COVID-19. Right. So excuse me for being a little suspicious of uh, this new Omicron test. But what does this tell you here? Got the jab and boosted. And still got it. You're telling me, Andrea, that if I get jabbed and boosted, I'm not protected? No, right. So these these are these are basically, in fact, they're not even as good as the annual flu shots that people were getting. And yet we've still got these mandates being shoved on people. And I'm still seeing when I go places, I ignored it today. I went to the post office. They had to, you have to wear a mask to come in here. I didn't put it on there and I, and I, and I didn't bother with it. Um, but here's what's coming. Fauci told CNN, it's a matter of when, not if, the definition of fully vaccinated changes, of course. Because not only have they changed the definition of what a vaccination is, what it does, it's supposed to protect you from catching a particular virus. Now they've changed the definition and will change it from what it means to be having gotten uh, vaccinated in terms of quantity. Uh, I, I never in my life as a kid had to get a, a second smallpox No, once shot. you got, got vaccinated for a specific virus, right. you were good for life. Right. We were told over a year ago that we would need one shot and it would be ninety over 95% 
uh, effective. Then it became two shots. Now it's boosters. And that what that means is you thought that you would save yourself and your job by getting vaccinated. You're about to find out when you become c- under the category of unvaccinated. And it will never end perpetually for the rest of our lives unless we put an end to it now. Thank you for being here. See you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific time. End of message. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.